From the studios of Boise State Public Radio News, I'm Gemma Gaudet. This is Idaho Matters. Native American law is a complex and complicated section of law for any college student, with all the intersections of state and federal agencies, as well as tribal courts and nations. The University of Idaho, though, has a College of Law program with a Native American law emphasis. And the school says the program is, quote, for Indigenous people instead of simply about them, unquote. So joining us now is the director of the Native American Law Program, Dylan Hayden-Nicely, who is an associate professor at the College of Law, along with three students who have graduated from the program, Cody Artis from the Navajo Nation, and Jeanette Moody and Winter Hayes with the Nez Perce Tribe. I want to welcome all of you to the program. And Dylan, let me begin the conversation with you today. Um, how long has the Native American Law Program been in place at the University of Idaho? Well, thanks, Gemma. Um, the so the University of Idaho has offered Native American law um, for several decades now, since at least uh, the late 1970s into the early 1980s. Uh, but the program as it currently exists um, started um, sometime in the mid-2000s with my predecessor, uh, Angelique Eaglewoman. And, and what is different about the program now um, as compared to what it was before the mid-2000s? Well, um, you know, so the the reason that uh, the University of Idaho started the program uh, was for uh, several important reasons. I think the most practical reason was that tribes today uh, within the state of Idaho um, are an economic powerhouse. Um, the Coeur d'Alene tribe in the north is the second largest employer in North Idaho. Nez Perce tribe is the third largest employer in its region, and the Shoshone Bannock tribe down in southeastern Idaho. Uh, is the third largest employer in southeastern Idaho. And so more so than ever before, um, tribes uh, and uh, non-tribal communities um, are running into one another, uh, which uh, leads to a whole host of uh, legal questions that arise. And so we wanted to fill that gap uh, by creating this program uh, at the same time, tribal people uh, and Native Americans are uh, one of the most underrepresented groups within the legal profession um, nationally, as well as in Idaho. Um, the, uh, Native Americans make up about 2.9% of the population, but nationally, uh, it's just about less than uh, one half of 1% of all lawyers in the United States report as Native Americans, a little bit better in Idaho, but still not nearly enough at 1.1%. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to start to address some of those numbers by creating a program uh, that was responsible for recruiting, mentoring, matriculating, and helping uh, Native American students get into the legal profession. And so like any program, we started small uh, with a uh-huh. couple, just a couple of classes, uh, Native American law, Native American natural resources and tribal nations, economics and the law. And we had a small cohort of students. And so the biggest difference today is we went from having maybe one to two Native American students in our classes to today we have approximately uh, 13 to 15 Native American students in our mm-hmm. classes. Uh, we've increased the number of faculty that teach in these classes or teach in this field. Uh, and we have um, also um, increased the uh, the number of the number of classes that we offer from three to somewhere in the range of seven, which for for a law school of our size is is one of the largest mm-hmm. offerings, and specifically in classes related to Native American law in the country. 
And so, Dylan, I know that law school is three years, typically. Um, with this program, is there any differences uh, in the length of the program? Um, I know, as you mentioned, there are some different classes that these law students take, but but is there any difference besides that? So what we offer at the University of Idaho at the College of Law is, a, is an emphasis in Native American law. Um, and so mm-hmm. rather than some other schools offer things like certificates that increase the number of overall credits that you have to or classes that you have to take um, at the University of Idaho, what we've done is, is we've um, created a uh, an emphasis wherein students emphasize their electives towards these Native American law classes. Um, and then we have some experiential learning and some independent study requirements as well. But the short answer is, is no, the students still take the same number of classes as everyone else, and they graduate at the same within the same amount of time. It's just that rather than taking some classes about other things, they end up taking mm-hmm. mostly classes related to, to Native American law and and uh, with and what and within their track that they're interested in. So let me bring um, the this, the former students in. So Winter, I'm curious, when did you know you wanted to get involved uh, with Native American law and study this? Hi there. Thanks for having me. Um, so my interest in Native American law sparked primarily during the summers of law school. Um, I was around a lot of Native American law because I um, was raised on the Nez Perce Reservation, but it wasn't until I got to law school and I spent my summers working for um, tribes across the nation that my interest um, was narrowed down specifically to Native American law. And Jeanette, same for you. What drew you to the program at the University of Idaho? Um, thank you for having me. Um, again, like I was a non-traditional student, so I kind of felt I already had my career path lined out and I was actually approached by an attorney from the Nespers tribe to, to say like, you should go to law school. You could do more in, Hmm. uh, for the tribe in Mm -hmm. an attorney capacity. So I kind of jumped both feet in and decided, okay, I'm going to law school. And um, I think it was a natural fit for me to just be more involved with the Native American law program. And Cody, um, what about you? What, What did you think was appealing about this particular program? Um, yeah, it's a, thanks for having me on. Um, one of the big things that drew me to this program was, uh, one, it was really like super, not super small, but it was really tight knit. Um, and it was really nice to have that one-on-one, um, conversation or those one-on-one meetings with people that are like-minded. And, you know, at the time I didn't know if I was going to go to law school or not. And the program was willing to help me get in and help me um, expand my knowledge of, of law. Um, prior to, to that, I was working at the Navajo Nation uh, under one of the senior or principal attorneys at the Division of Natural Resources. And, um, you know, that also interested me because they have a really good uh, natural resources program um, for mm-hmm. the University of Idaho. So I thought it would be great, kind of fit my, um, what I was looking for. So... And what are you doing now, Cody? I am I am currently um, here at the Navajo Nation, working for my tribe at the Public Defender's Office. 
So you have put, you are putting everything you learned into practice then I would assume through this particular program. Yeah, most definitely. I think, uh, I thought I was going to go into natural resources. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, it worked out differently for me. I went into criminal law because, uh, criminal law in native American, um, Native, native country, in Indian country, as the Supreme Court puts it. But in Indian country is so diverse and so complicated. And I think the Native American law uh, program actually helped me understand a lot of the co- complications that they come across. So um, well, now that I'm public- here. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, Cody, and public defenders are underappreciated. So um, <laughs> so it's good to see people going into to that part of the, the law. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So Winter and Jeanette, I'm curious about what the two of you are doing now. And Winter, I'll start with you. Yeah. Um, directly after law school, I went and worked for a private law firm that represented tribes across the nation. And then most recently, like within the last month, I made my way back home and am working for the Nest First Tribe. And Jeanette, what about uh, what about you? Um, like winter, I recently just started as a staff attorney with the Nespers tribe. Um, they're in office of legal counsel. It's the in-house for the entire tribe. Mm. Um, prior to that though, I was with Idaho legal aid. I did a lot of public defense work and working with, um, family law with, uh, domestic violence. And so, so Dylan, it's interesting just listening to what all three of, of some of your former students are doing with their law degrees. It really sounds like the program is trying not to kind of, you know, turn out attorneys who just know about Native American law, right? But it's really tailoring the program um, to to what the, what each student wants to accomplish, but in particular, maybe back within their, the tribal system. Is that an accurate representation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so we've had, we've had graduates that have all over the country worked at, in large law firms, worked within federal and state government, um, but the the type of student that we're primarily looking for um, and the type is a, the type of student that is community oriented. Um, and the reason that we're looking for that is because, um, one, we think that's where the that's where the greatest need is, uh, is within these tribal communities. Um, but two, also, um, we want these community oriented students because they help to um, improve our community at the law school as well. And, mm. and each of these students that are on the line, former students, I should say, each of these alums that are on the line now um, have been leaders within our within our college in the recent past. Um, and as a result, uh, our program and our law school um, are much better places. So, Jeanette, can we talk a little bit more about your journey to the University of Idaho program? As you mentioned, you um, were a non-traditional student, um, but you also, uh, when you were in law school, you know, in the middle of, of raising a family. And and I'm just curious, as as you mentioned, this wasn't necessarily the career path you you had decided on, but what was it ultimately that made you decide, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this law school thing? Yeah, as a non-traditional student, I have four kids. Um, at the time, they were two to fifteen, and really looking at like just goals in general, I truly wanted to prove to my family, my kids, that you can go back and do something even when you know you or change your mind about something. Mm. Um, I was a social worker for the tribe before that. Um, 
and had some really hard jobs working with, you know, Native families on the reservation. And um, I really am a service-oriented person. I wanted to do more for my tribe in general. And I really instill that in my kids and want them to also follow suit and be like leaders in the community and be able to just help members mm-hmm. of the tribe or others on their, um, that are just here. It was how, my how, passion. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt Jeanette, but I'm curious about how important it is for you to, to have studied tribal law in particular, and then to be able to go back to, um, you know, your tribe and, and work for them in this capacity. Yeah, I think, I mean, it was really important. I, in general, like, I think people thought I would just naturally fit into the more family law and not specifically just kind of native law. Um, The program Mm -hmm. does offer some specifics into family law and Indian law, but um, I went a more broad, the governance um, tract in the emphasis. And Mm -hmm. I think that prepared me well to come back and work for the tribe in this capacity. And that was always my goal, come back, work for my own tribe, um, and make a difference here. And, and, and I'd like to, um, I've got about two and a half minutes left, and I'd love to get to both Cody and, and um, Winter as well and ask you the same question. So Cody, I'll start with you. Um, when you went into law school and you decided to go down this path, I mean, did you know the goal would ultimately be to go back and work really in service for your tribe? Yeah, most definitely. I always thought, you know, my tribe always needs to help. Um, being that I come from the tribe, we have so many people that are not part of the tribe, but they also work for the tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, you know, I, I want to be a set as as a role model for future attorneys to go back to their tribes, to know their people and work for their people. So I always had that in mind, had definitely a lot of conversations and um, always orientated my studies to always going back home. And, and Winter, what about you when it comes to that? Yes, it, it was the same for me. I, but I, I also knew that I needed a lot more knowledge on a broader scale. So I um, went out and just saw lobbying and representation of all different tribes across the country so that I could then in return bring that back to my people for things that, you know, I might not necessarily been exposed to right at hand going straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to thank all of you for for taking time out of your day to day to talk with us about this and 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 to learn more about this really unique program and and what all of you are now doing to, to help our, our Native American tribes here here in Idaho and the Northwest. So thank you all so very much. Well, thank you very much, we, Jill, for having us. Absolutely. It really was our pleasure. We've been talking with the director of the Native American Law Program at the University of Idaho, Dylan Hayden-Nicely, who is also an associate professor at the College of Law. Along with former students, everyone graduated. They are current attorneys, Cody Artis from the Navajo Nation, and Jeanette Moody and Winter Hayes with the Nez Perce Nation. We will, of course, put a link to the program at the University of Idaho on our website, boisestatepublicradio.org. Thanks so much for listening to Idaho Matters. Boise State Public Radio and Idaho Matters are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Gemma Cadet. We'll see you tomorrow.
This is Chip Brantley, co-host of the NPR podcast, White Lies. Before we found the man in Vancouver, before we sued the State Department, before we snuck into the graveyard of a federal penitentiary, all we had were the photographs. Photographs of a group of Cuban men standing on the roof of a prison in rural Alabama. That's this season on the NPR podcast, White Lies.